The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome in to Payoff Pitch. Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. We've got a full 16-game slate. Payoff Pitch, Action Network's go-to Major League Baseball podcast. We take you through the slate. We go to best bets. We also highlight some of the games that our experts are targeting today. Sean Zarillo, Action Network senior writer. Anthony DeBundo, also a contributor, does great work at the Action Network. He's in for Colin Whitchurch. Today, great to have you here, Anthony, on the podcast. So, uh, looking at today's slate, we've got a lot to get to. Uh, a loaded slate, as I mentioned, 16 games. Detroit and Oakland playing two games today. Leading off, matchups of the day. Sean Zarillo, we'll go to you first. We've got the Astros and the Twins, two teams that are surging. How are you targeting or how are you going about betting this game today? I like the Twins here down to plus 120. Two starting pitchers who have... Pitched extremely well. Justin Verlander and Joe Ryan have a rookie of the year bet on Joe Ryan. Love the way he's pitching so far. My concern with Ryan coming into the year was the long ball. And the fact that nobody's able to hit the ball out this year is helping him to a vast degree. Now, he should regress. Justin Verlander should regress at some point. Both of these guys have expected indicators closer to three than their sub two ERAs. But I like what Ryan's doing. He's throwing his slider more often than he did last year. And with Verlander, even though his stats look great, his contact rate is actually at its highest mark since 2014. His batting average on balls and plays is below 200. And his strain rate is over 90%. So I mentioned both of these guys due to regress at some point. But Verlander is not getting whiffs as much as he did, not, whiffing, not missing bats as much as he had before his injury, 9.7%. It was as high as 16% in 2019. So I think he is more likely to regress than Ryan and quickly considering that whiff rate is a bit concerning. So give me the twins here at plus 120 or better. I think Verlander is going to decline at some point. Before we get to Bundo's thoughts, I'd like to mention, he's got a great uh, article up every Monday over on Action Network, MLB Better's Notebook. Catch it every Monday. 
He's had some previous articles about pitching in Major League Baseball, just his general outlook on how pitching has gone and also how it's impacting betting. But this week he focuses on hitting. So why teams like the Red Sox and the Angels, like why one team isn't hitting and why another team is hitting. So wanted to be sure to mention that, Anthony. Uh, Care to weigh in on Twins Astros for tonight? Yep. One team that hasn't been hitting is the Astros. They're bottom five in runs per game, which I think is surprising to a lot of people. And their pitching staff has held up despite some injury issues at the back end of their bullpen. Ryan Presley looked back and looked healthy, which is important for them. In this game, Joe Ryan's really interesting because he doesn't really throw hard. I mean, 92, 93, but he misses a lot of bats and he doesn't get barreled up. And so it's very interesting that teams haven't quite been able to catch on to him. And I agree with Sean on Verlander. The underlying numbers suggest that he's not Justin Verlander anymore. I understand he's pitching really well and he's he's back and his command has been really impressive, but his stuff just is not what it was. And I think you're going to start to see him get hit a little harder. So I would lean toward the twins here as well. And I'll lean toward the over because I agree that both pitchers are you know facing some regression here. Uh, and I think Joe Ryan, maybe it's the way he throws or if it's his arm slot, he's very deceptive, but he just doesn't get barreled. Uh, and this Houston offense is going to figure it out at some point. Verlander has won two straight starts. Uh, he only struck out three, though, last time out against the Mariners. Both teams winning. Uh, they're surging here. Seven straight wins for the Astros, three straight wins for the Twins. So we shall see. Look, it should be a great game. The Twins have been a good story here out of the gate in Major League Baseball. Uh, DeBundo, I'll go to you first on Phillies Mariners. Uh, Noel is on the mound taking on Mr. Robbie Ray. That's a 940 Eastern start. What's your angle here? Yeah, at the beginning of the year, I did a 10 pitchers I'm looking to bet on this season and 10 pitchers I'm looking to bet against. And what we have tonight is a pitcher I'm looking to bet on and Aaron Nola, who has had a clear return to form. Uh, he was pretty unlucky last year. It was a lot of two out, two strike hits that kind of plagued him. He had a 4.63 ERA, but his ex-ERA was about 3.3. And this year, his ex-ERA is all the way down to 2.6. Uh, his ex-WOBA allowed his bottom 10 in baseball of, of qualified starters. Uh, his walks are way down. His strikeouts are up again. So he's still striking out over 30% of hitters and he's not allowing as much hard hit contact as he did last year. And so I've been impressed with Nola and I have not been impressed with Robbie Ray, his stuff. Plus according to Eno Saris, the athletic all the way down to 93 with hundred being average. So he's well below average. Now and we're talking about a guy who won the Cy Young last year. So his velocity has been down and really this Mariners lineup has not produced. And, you know, they're a very divisive team here at the action network. And I'm feeling, you know, I mean, the person I'm filling in for is high on the Mariners but I'm on team Zerillo and team anti-Mariners. I think I've faded them six of the last seven games. and I'm going to make it seven out of eight. I played them both first five and full game. Uh, I put the Phillies rather first five and full game. I think their lineup is much better and they project better against left-handed pitching with all the big right-handed bats, Reese Hoskins, Nick Castellanos, both having big nights last night. I think they're going to have another big night tonight. And correct me if I'm wrong. You're in on the angels to win the West, right? That was your, one of your futures for the season. Uh, it was Angels to make the playoffs. I wish I was holding a West ticket, but I've got yeah, a I have an plus, Angels plus 150 ticket. to win the, to make the playoffs. Okay, very good. Sean, what do you yeah, got? Angels. Yeah, uh, I mean, Anthony and I see this game exactly eye to eye. We may be talking about this game again in best bets. Noel leading the league in first pitch strike rate this year. 73% of first pitch strikes. Insane. This guy's really good, though. But it is more of a Robbie Ray fade. Everything is regressed back to pre-Saw Young levels. Velocity's down 2.2 miles an hour. It's sitting back where it was in 2020, 2019. His swinging strike rate down to 12%. It was around 12.5% before last year. Last year, a career high at 15% because that velocity had achieved a career high. He's not going to make as many batters miss when he makes mistakes in the zone. Not going to get as many swings and miss on mistake pitches. 
and batters going to hit him more often. Expected indicators to climb back into the high threes, low fours. If I had signed that five-year, $115 million contract in that Mariners front office, I'd be particularly concerned because he's trending closer to one and a half, two-win player when you really signed him to be a three and a half or four-win player. He's going to underachieve relative to that contract unless he gets his velocity back. Ray is a bet against pitcher right now. People are still viewing him as a Cy Young, which he was last year. And that's no longer the case. I think he was still top five in the Cy Young odds, but I looked last week. So that's pretty telling that the market is just wrong on him, I think. On deck, other games we want to hit on today. It's a loaded slate, 16 games. And by the way, this podcast is every Tuesday and Friday during the baseball season. Two days that are typically loaded with games, some day games, night games, starts of series. Um, so that's why we come to you on those two days throughout the course of the baseball season. Oh, look out. Uh-oh. You think you're safe over there on deck, but you're really not. So I mentioned Anthony's MLB betters notebook, and you wanted to discuss, Anthony, some of those teams I, I had mentioned. You, you know, The Red Sox and White Sox are two teams that are not hitting. So how do you take some of those angles that you wrote up on Monday, and how are you applying them on the slate tonight? Yeah, it, it really is a game by game thing because you know, right. it really depends a lot on you know, tomorrow's starting pitcher, right? Of course, you know, with baseball being the way it is. But I think generally speaking, when we look at these teams and we're trying to analyze, okay, why are the Red Sox not hitting? And then you kind of take a look under the hood. Well, the, the Red Sox have the worst O swing percentage in all of baseball, which is percentage of swings on pitches outside of the zone. They were one of the most patient offenses in the league last year. It's a major reason why they were really good. They also led the league in Babbitt last year. They were number one. So there, you could have said, okay, there was some regression coming. They added Trevor Story. I'm not as high on Story as everybody else's career 740 OPS outside of Coors Field. So, you know, what really was he going to add to this offense? And they're, like I said, they're swinging at bad pitches. I mean, you do that, it's very hard to slug at the level that, you know, that you'd expect them to. Now, I don't think they're going to be a bottom five offense for the entire year, but they're not going to be in a leader top 10 team offensively so long as they're not hitting balls hard. Uh, they're 25th in ex-WOBA and they're 13th in hard hit rate, 14th in barrel rate. So they're not, even when they are hitting the ball, they're not hitting it well. And I think a lot of that comes down to swinging at bad pitches. And the White Sox are a little bit different. Again, last year, White Sox top five walk rate in the league. This year, they're bottom of the league. So they're not taking pitches. Now, a lot of that is injury related. Uh, so you, you have to kind of be careful on that. But they're also the lowest BABIP in the league. So I do expect Chicago, I have more optimism for the White Sox offense than I do for the Boston offense because their barrel rates and their hard hit rates are still in the top 10 in the league. So it, it really depends. Chicago, of course, had a big night last night. I'm much more confident in the White Sox offense bouncing back than I am the Red Sox. But of course, it's always still a game by game basis, but something to keep kind of in the back of your mind. White I Sox think I mentioned it on our pods previously, the White Sox have played a ton of games in bad, bad weather. So I think that has definitely contributed to their, their low Babbitt. They're just hitting balls that aren't flying out in the wind and they played some miserable weather temperatures All to the this Guardians point in the year, games. and that's eventually going to improve. The team total tonight for the White Sox is at four and a half. Under is at minus 125 on DraftKings. The Red Sox team total at three and a half. They're in Atlanta tonight. So we'll see if those offenses bounce back this evening and uh, get back on track, or, or at least not even get back on track, just find any groove to this uh, early stage of the season. Um, Anthony, you've got thoughts on some other games. You can go right through these Rays, Angels, and then Orioles, Cardinals. Yeah. So we don't have a starting pitcher for the Cardinals yet. We were just discussing that pre-show. We don't know who it's going to be. So I can't really recommend a bet on a game when I don't know who the starting pitcher is for the Cardinals, but 
regardless, I think I'm going to be looking to play the Orioles no matter what. I'm impressed by Kyle Bradish, and I understand he got hit a little bit by Minnesota, but the stuff plus numbers are extremely encouraging. You know, had him at plus, uh, or excuse me, 113 in his last start. That's incredibly encouraging, and more encouraging has been the walks. He has not given out too many free passes. His command was excellent in his first start against the Red Sox. He walked just one batter, and so you combine his improved command, which was a problem when he was in the lower minors, and then you throw in some pretty good stuff. I think he can go after a Cardinals lineup that is bottom six in the league in hard hit rate, bottom six in ex Woba, uh, and hits much better against lefties than righties. They don't project too well against righties. So I'm going to be looking to play the Orioles. But again, we have to wait to see who the starting pitcher is going to be for St. Louis. And then the Rays are taking on the Angels. Corey Kluber against Reed Detmers. Now, I misread the schedule yesterday, and I bet the, Red, the Rays, thinking this was the starting matchup for today, uh, for yesterday, oh. and it was today's. Total mishap on my part. But anyway, uh, I like this matchup a lot for the Rays, who project better against left-handed pitching. Sean has something on this game as well, but uh, Wander Franco smashes lefties. Manny Margot has been hitting really well lately. He's been hitting well against lefties, especially and Randy Rosarena. If he ever figures it out, it's probably going to come from left-handers and Reed Detmers is not somebody I'm particularly high on his stuff. Plus is 93 and he doesn't really miss a lot of bats. And so I'm looking to play the Rays here. Kluber, much better starting pitcher. That being said, I am scared to fade the angels because their offense is clicking and they're a team I wrote about in my notebook. And I said, I love the angels. They have the lowest O swing rate in the league. So they are not swinging at bad pitches but I like the race tonight on the money line. Sean, you wanted to add some thoughts there on the uh, angels race game. Yeah. I'll let Anthony talk about the FanDuel digger Tuesday promotion more. If he wants, it is obviously lost value this year since home runs are not happening, but if yeah. I'm placing one dinger Tuesday bet today, I like the over in this game as well, but Mike Zunino has turned into Barry bonds against left-handed pitching the past few years. He's on a 68 home run pace over the past two seasons against left-handed pitching OPS over 1200. WRC plus around 140% better than league average. It's absolutely absurd. Even this year, small sample, 900 OPS against lefties. I don't know what's going on with Mike Zunino when he faces southpaw pitching. But like I said, he's turned into Barry Bonds. The pace is ridiculous. The production is ridiculous. The extra base hits are off the charts. Past 129 plate appearances, eight doubles, two triples, 16 homers against left-handed pitching. So Mike Zunino against lefties, put him in your DFS lineups. Plus 370 to hit a home run today. Don't love it, but if you're getting free bets back for every home run hit in that game, and I do like the over there, I think it may eventually push at worst. Or if you need a homers, you'll come out ahead. Made mention that this slate today begins with an early game, Tigers at A's. It's a 110 start. And Zarillo, you're on, you're on this game. You've got some trends that you're eyeing in this matchup. Yeah, I, I think this is an interesting game. One, because the total's sitting at six and a half, and we've seen totals continually come down. We talked about the first week, Anthony had done research on it. Around 8.7 for the first 10 days of the season was your average total. Then it dropped below seven, second half of April, even into early May. Now the totals are sitting closer to seven and a quarter, 7.3, 7.4. So you're getting a lot more of these six and a halfs and flat sevens. Uh, just straight up. Blind betting over six and a half this year, you'd be 14 and eight to the over. So maybe there is something to that. The totals have come down dramatically. Overs are actually profitable so far in May. I believe it's 65 and 56 to the over in May. So we're finally getting to a point where the books have adjusted these totals down enough where I think it's time to bet overs. Um, I bet the first 503 and a half. Half though, here, that being said, uh, I like both of these pitchers, Tarek Skubal, mixing in more secondary stuff this year. Expected 
indicators on both of these pitchers sub three or, or sub three, five, I should say. So like both of these starters, and I think a first five under is where I go instead of taking that under six and a half for the full game. The, the A's are 23 and two in their last 25 against the Tigers. That's wow. Wow. <laughs> like the, the, the A's to have a record like that against an opponent is, is mind boggling. Uh, the A's this year are in last well, that's place. That's a big sample too. That's like five years. Cause they only play what six or seven a year. Right. I should that's- mention with that game one. Also, it is taking place in Detroit. You'll see the A's listed as the home team. That completely threw me off when I did my projections last night. I was like, what the hell is this line? It's because you have to swing home field advantage to the away team for a rare game. They're playing a doubleheader today. Tigers will be home for game two, technically, but they are home for both games. And the Tigers have been, I mean, look, you look at their last six games, they've been an under team. They just, they're not scoring runs. They've scored, they got blanked a few times. They've got blanked in consecutive games. And then their high highest run uh, output is two in the other four games. So the Tigers are, are struggling. Um, Sean, you've got, and I should have brought you up when we mentioned the uh, Red Sox Braves. You've got an angle on this game. I don't think the market is caught up to Garrett Whitlock or Kyle Wright. I've talked about Kyle Wright at length, so I'll keep it relatively limited, but he is trying to become Charlie Morton, increases curveball usage dramatically, throwing fastballs up in the zone. If you look at heat maps, I have an article on actionnetwork.com today showing you that heat map and how it's drastically different than prior years. Like the first five under here, like the full game under here, first five to minus 130, full game to under uh, to minus 105 at seven and a half. Um, Garrett Whitlock, I mean, sub two expected indicators, sinker changeup slider. He can throw the slider to righties, change up to lefties. Both of these pitchers are better than the market is indicating. So give me the unders in this matchup. And how about Royals, Rangers, and Rockies, Giants as we wrap on deck? Yeah, the Royals-Rangers projection actually almost entirely comes down to defense for me. I do factor in defense pretty dramatically into my model, perhaps more than other models do. But there's about a 3% difference in defense between these teams. The Royals, the top 10 defensive team in my model. The Rangers, probably a bottom 10 defensive team. Now, defensive runs saved on the year. The Royals actually rank 22nd, but outs above average has them at 7th. So I think eventually their defensive runs saved will improve. I like the defensive players on that roster. The Rangers... Defensive run saved, outs above average. I believe they're 18th and 22nd, respectively. So they are falling more in line with where I would project them, a below average defensive team. So I'm betting purely on defense there. I think that's enough to swing the Royals to the matchup in my favor. Also make Brad Keller about a quarter run better. And I think it's interesting with both starting pitchers there, both pitch to contact guys. I think all the pitch to contact guys are benefiting from the run environment right now. If you're going to put the ball in play and nothing's going to happen when you put the ball in the air, it's going to benefit all those players. So guys like Martin Perez, are having a bit of a revitalization now that the ball is not carrying. And then the Rockies and Giants, I do like the overs here, but most of it is hating on Antonio Sensatella. I don't know why the Rockies gave him five years and 50 million. He's a terrible pitcher, average at best, and probably below average amongst 500 plus qualified pitchers over the past two years. Sensatella ranks 498th in strikeout rate. It's absurd. So he's a guy to fade. And his striking rate is actually fallen this year. Called strike plus whiff rate is down 5% below his career mark, which is at 24%, which isn't good to begin with. Fastball slider, 93% of the time, isn't offering you multiple looks. I mentioned Robbie Ray earlier, by the way. His fastball slider rate is up to 98% combined. He's ditched his secondary stuff completely other than his slider. I like targeting these guys who only have two pitches. It's very easy for hitters to set on one of them. So give me the overs, over three and a half, first five for the Giants, and over seven for the full game. Finally, Fine. finally, an over. What do, what do you got, Anthony? Uh, Dinger Tuesday is today, and I have a couple picks. Rowdy Tejas of uh, the Brewers going up against Hunter Green, who has the highest barrel rate of any 
pitchers thrown uh, 50, 30 innings or something like that. I forget what the qualifier was, but his barrel rate is over 18%. Extremely concerning. Tell has been mashing the ball. Uh, he's a good pick for that one. And then I mentioned somebody in the Rockies Giants game. Zerilla talked about how bad Sensatella is. Well, how about one of the best right-handed hitting or left-handed hitting hitters in baseball against righties, Jock Peterson, plus 530. Okay, very good. That's some that's some juicy plus money. But yeah, I mean, like looking at this slate, not a single total at nine runs. Your highest run Crazy. total is eight and a half. So yeah, as Sean said, market's catching up. We'll see here as we move into the middle of May, weather gets better. I know we brought up the White Sox playing in, putrid weather throughout the course of the uh, early part of the season, but not a single run total set at more than uh, eight and a half runs. So, okay. Uh, Before we wrap the episode, as we always do on payoff pitch, it's time to clean up with best bets. Are you going to place a bet or what? They never quit. It's unbelievable. It's kind of the game within the game here. Okay, so Zarilla wasn't here last time. Neither was I, and neither was Anthony. So, like, it's a whole new crew today. Uh, Colin Wilson and Colin Whitchurch were here last Friday. And what do you know? They each made a pick, and they went 2-0. So, we don't have a unit total count. We should, we'll should we get on that. It's on the list of things to do. Uh, but the record for best bets on this podcast is 12-12-3 after a 2-0 Friday from the Collins last week. So, we hope to keep them pleased in their absence. Anthony DeBundo, with that said, best bet for Tuesday, May 10th. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Phillies. First five innings, minus 115 against the Seattle Mariners. We talked about this game before, but Aaron Nola has been one of the biggest bet on pitchers for me. His XERA is the best of his career thus far because his strikeout rate is above 30%. His walk rate is below 5%. He is getting barreled up a little bit, giving up a few too many homers, but he's pitched a lot in Citizens Bank Park, so I think he'll benefit from a much better pitcher's park tonight in Seattle. Robbie Ray, his expected indicators are very concerning. His stuff plus is down considerably. I think I've got a massive edge here on the Phillies with the better offense, the better starting pitcher. I'm taking the Phillies in the first five innings, minus 115. All right. How about Sean Zarillo? What do you got for us? Yeah, I don't know if we're going to count that one twice, but I also have the Phillies as my best bet today. It's my largest bet. First five innings projected this line closer to minus 134. So link it up to minus 124 or minus 125. So whether we double up on that or not, I'm going to give you a second bet. That's going to be the Red Sox and Braves. First five under four, like that up to minus 130. Like I said, the market has not caught up to both of these starters being the best pitchers on their respective teams. I will say it and I will say it again. Kyle Wright is better than Max Fried. He's one of the best pitchers in the National League. And Garrett Whitlock. I don't think people realize how good this guy is, mostly because he was pitching out of the bullpen last year, but he's looked electric out of the rotation. Okay, great stuff. Again, you can find Anthony DeBundo's work on the Action Network, the MLB Better's Notebook every Monday. He's got good stuff up there this week discussing hitting and some offenses that are clicking, offenses that are not clicking. Of course, you can track his uh, bets on the Action Network app. Also, the same goes for Sean Zarillo with us usually every week, every episode here for Payoff Pitch. That's going to do it for us uh, on this Tuesday. For Sean Zarillo, Anthony DeBundo, Brendan Glasheen, thanks for tuning in to Payoff Pitch. Best of luck with your bets. We'll catch you again on Friday. We're here every Tuesday and Friday during the baseball season. We'll see you. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.